Hey everybody, it's Eric Torenberg, co-founder, partner of Village Global, a network-driven venture firm. And this is Venture Stories, a podcast covering topics relating to tech and business with world-leading experts. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Village Global's Venture Stories. I'm here today joined by two very special guests, Jeff Anders and Mindaugas Petrutis. Guys, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, thanks, Eric. So we're here today to talk about design, uh, how, to, how to grow as a designer. Um, Mindagas, you've just come on the OnDeck team. Uh, you were at Envision before, run, running Design Community, and now you're launching uh, the OnDeck Design uh, Fellowship, um, uh, ODD. What, why don't you talk about, uh, by way of introduction, uh, what got you so excited about building design communities and what is the OnDeck Design uh, Fellowship? Sure. Um, yeah, I'm really excited like about this purely because this is kind of like the culmination of about the last six of years of my work. Um, so I've been around the design community for around six years. Um, you know, la- lately at Envision, um, kind of growing and building communities there and all of that time, I've kind of been, you know, listening to some of the challenges and problems that uh, a lot of designers are facing. So the last year or so, I have been thinking, you know, I had this concept in my head of, you know, why doesn't this exist? Uh, and as life happens, uh, I ended up joining on deck to to go and build just that. So, um, yeah, super excited about getting getting stuck in and getting this out into the world. And, and Jeff, by, 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 we'll go deeper in a, in a bit, Mendez, but, but Jeff, by way, way of introduction, uh, why don't you describe your uh, d- design journey? Sure. So these days I'm working on a new startup uh, called Ambrook. Prior to that, I was at uh, Scale AI. I was our design manager and have gone through the last two years of Scale's growth uh, with them. And before that, I was, I was a product designer at Facebook, working on community products with the groups team and FinTech with the payments team before that. I'm from Maryland and have spent a lot of my pre-work years uh, building community as well. So it uh, should be a fun conversation. Yeah, love it. Let's give some high level advice. When you talk to young people who are in perhaps college or, or just getting out of college and they're, they're trying, you know, they have some design skill and they're trying to figure out sort of where should their first job or, or, or be um, you know, in, in, as a designer or how to think about sort of the trade-offs about where what, what type of designer they should be. What, what common advice or frameworks do you find yourself uh, find yourself giving, Jeff? Yeah, I have actually had many, many of these conversations over a uh, quarantine period. There's a lot of different roles within design that, that people can go into, from product design, where I've spent most of my career, to brand design, visual design, uh, interactive design, all these sorts of different subsets. Um, I think for all of them, it really comes down to what people are most excited about and passionate about where they're spending their time staying up late at night because they can't get an idea out of their head until they get it on pen and paper or, or into Figma. But for, you know, between all of these different uh, subsets of design roles, um, there is sort of a, a framework that I've shared with uh, some mentees and students and, and folks who are going through this. And I like to think that each of these roles you can grow in by thinking about these, these five eyes. Uh, and so you've got iteration, improvement, intentionality, instinct, and then innovation. Um, And I think that, you know, these first steps of like iteration and improvement is about 
taking your brand project or app project or whatever you might be as a uh, your first design project and, and creating various versions of it, seeing how the iteration process works. And between those versions, you can find improvements. And over time, you learn how to intentionally create those improvements the first time around um, and, and so on and so on, building instinct and then being able to innovate once the design concerns are no longer in the forefront of your head and you're able to think about the industry problems or, or whatever else you might be uh, doing in your in your work. Um, so that's the, the five eyes there. That's the framework I like to share with younger designers so they don't feel intimidated like they have to produce some amazing masterpiece in their very first work. It's all about starting with that iteration, no matter what, what field of, of design you're in. That's awesome. And, and once people are sort of a few years into their career, sort of like, you know, mid-level, what are the sort of different forks in the road in terms of like, how do they think about wh- where to go for, from here? Uh, and you yourself, you know, you, you decided to start a company, but at, at, at various different, you know, at post Facebook, for example, you could, probably could have taken a bunch of different paths. What type of advice do you, when you, when you talk to peers who are in that stage, what type of advice or frameworks do you, do you think about there? Yeah, love frameworks, by the way. I've got a few to <laughs> rattle off if we have time. The, yeah, the fork that everyone thinks about is manager versus IC. Um, IC is individual contributor, meaning a designer who's executing towards the, uh, the project's goal, whereas management is more about supporting people and being involved in strategy, which, which is also shared with uh, more senior ICs. Um, so, uh, you know, as people are getting into the formative years of their design career, um, you know, there is a, there is a uh, option to take one of those routes, um, same as there is in engineering and many other you know, tech fields. I think that this is now becoming a mature conversation where people have talked enough about you don't need to go into leadership. You can be a senior individual contributor and be you know, the brand or design lead of your company. Um, we had some, some great folks like that at scale and Facebook, for that matter. The management route is really for people who care deeply about the people side of the work. For me, that was everything. Uh, for me, it was how can I get to management um, and do the activities that I love doing, which is supporting people in the context of design without so much of the uh, glory of, of having an amazing mock-up be appreciated. Uh, you know, there, there, there are trade-offs there, but I think that's one of the core decisions that, um, that people think about. And, you know, when you decide to make that choice, for many, the, you know, there's this misunderstanding that management is, is what you have to do to continue growing in your career. Um, but for, for others, like management is what people care deeply about. Like for me, that's what it was. Um, and it really is about like, where do you see your impact in this company, this project, this team, this organization? Is it becoming a you know, five or 10 times better than you are now uh, at design? Or is it helping other people get two or three times better? And for me, that calculation worked out such that I knew I wanted to be part of helping teams instead of uh, focusing my, my work on the design execution itself. Mindangas, what would you say you've seen as you've you know, put together communities and you're putting together the Onic design community about, you know, how people should think about that, that, that trade-off in terms of where they want to spend time or more so maybe how to make that switch if, if they realize that they do want to jump from a you know, designer to a to manager, how to do that well? Yeah, I'd agree with, you know, everything that Jeff just said. And the, the challenges that I keep hearing, it's like a, this recurring theme, right? I think uh, a lot of the existing kind of leaders, managers, let's say, because design is is still such a, it's a baby as an industry, right? Compared to others, 
technically, a lot of these existing leaders are finding themselves in those roles without having had like previous kind of frameworks or or anyone kind of leading them into it, right? They just kind of fell into it, right? And they they're often still looking for advancement and and trying to still trying to figure out on the job. Um, and then for like the kind of incoming generations, I, I've been seeing this trend of designers with like four to five years experience now openly uh, voicing or asking the question of like, well, you know, I, I'm curious in exploring the path to like management or leadership. What does that look like? Where, where do I go and find that information? So I think um, that's been, you know, a big recurring theme and, and, and a big kind of missing piece uh, from my experience. Jeff, uh, any any more more thoughts you wanted to to share? Yeah, yeah. Um, th- there are two frameworks that I love sharing with with people who I've worked with. One of them I picked up at, at Facebook from um, my then manager John Lax. He, he always talked about how you can grow in terms of time and scope in any job, any field, any level of seniority. In design, we think a lot, or, or like I have used this to decide what level of responsibility is appropriate for a person on a team. So you might have an intern who thinks at a week's level, right? If your internship is three months long, you need to execute the goals of that week to make sure that the team can move forward. And that's probably what the team has, you know, set up for you uh, in planning this. And you can go through all these different roles from um, junior designer or first job out of, out of college, let's say, uh, or after a career transition, uh, you might be thinking on the month level, how can I get through these next two or three sprints um, and, and be successful in the goals I set out to do. Senior designer, quarter level, design lead is, is working at the half. Um, managers are thinking about the year level, directors one to two, VP two to five, CEO five to 10 years, right? And obviously that is, the, those increments will change based on the size of the company, the industry, the pace that it moves. Um, but anytime you're coaching a, a fellow designer or a manager, even um, thinking about how can I give that person more responsibility in terms of that time and scope, you've just executed on a month long project. Let's give you a quarter and see how well you pull that off. That's a really great framework for helping designers grow or really anyone grow. Another one I think about a lot is the situational leadership model, which is not unique to design by any means, but one of the, the favorite things that I have learned. And it, it sort of talks about, I think the high level takeaway besides seeing this, you know, fancy diagram from uh, uh, MBA books is people cycle between phases of learning new things and, and challenging themselves. And the way that a manager supports a designer in there cycles between various combinations of supportive behaviors and directive behaviors. And so the idea is if you're getting towards a plateau as a designer, one of the best things you can do as an individual or, or that your manager can, can help you do is enter a, a, a new space, go out of comfort zone. And you know the, the way that a manager works with you changes. It goes from highly delegative uh, you know, I'm going to assign you some, or, or the, the team will, will have a need and you will own that both in execution and strategy to, you know what, this, this individual is going to pick up a new skill and the manager or the team can support them by being more directive and allowing them to focus on the skills they're building instead of the content and the execution of the work. There's plenty more in business and management books that you can pick up about situational leadership. But I think the high level takeaways of when someone's starting to plateau, give them a new challenge. Don't give them necessarily 
more responsibility is an alternative way of thinking about it uh, if the like time and scope model that I talked about a moment ago uh, might not be appropriate. Love that. Uh, Madagas, any, anything you, you'd, you'd add? I think, you know, what Jeff just, especially the situa- situational leadership uh, kind of framework that you, that you talked about is kind of why the fellowship is starting to exist. Um, so kind of creating that space, right, where folks can come together in a group and explore, right, those those kind of new ideas, new challenges, uh, work on specific kind of goals and and walk walk away right with maybe a fresh perspective is is kind of exactly why why i was so excited to build this let's let's get into it a bit uh talk about the archetype for who's the potential fit for the design fellowship and then talk about you know just what what they can expect to 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 get out of it or or uh see as they go through it we're lucky to have jeff as one of our uh speakers uh and and we have a number of uh, of others go go for it august the, the ideal kind of the, there's two two different sides to it. I, I think the existing kind of managers, um, so like design managers, heads of design, I, I've noticed are, are looking for for those spaces, right? To to keep up up leveling, right? And and picking up new skills and maybe um, just figuring out if what they're doing is the right thing. Uh, because what one thing I've noticed is you know getting in those into those higher level positions is it it can be often a, a lonely uh, lonely job. So yeah, kind of having that peer support is definitely important. Uh, and then the other group is for kind of those four to five years experience. So someone maybe is already like mid-level to senior level who is uh, thinking like, where do I go next, right? Do I kind of stay at that uh, senior or maybe principal or staff designer uh, level or or do I explore a path to to management? And And that's all again, to kind of create that space where you're not just ending up at that promotion kind of meeting where you're, you know, signing up to something you're not really sure about what, what it involves. So given that space to go and, and explore those specific topics and, and um, I think is, is um, the, the right thing to do. Jeff, I, I'm curious how you think about, you know, you've decided to start a company and, and start in a, a specific vertical um, how do you think about that that transition from from being a, a designer to, to going to specific verticals and 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 yet you know scale AI obviously an intensive AI company? How, how do you think about that transition? Yeah, good, really good question. Um, probably helps to to share a little context of what I'm up to now. So, been working on Ambrook for a few months now. Started this company with a couple of longtime friends, Mackenzie Burnett and Dan Schlosser. We're automating a lot of the sort of back office work that goes on on a farm so that farmers can do less paperwork and, and spend more of their time on sustainability practices or, or making their farm profitable. Um, that's a very different world from AI. <laughs> there are some overlaps and tools you can be using, but the, the core thing that I went through in, in my transition, when I left Facebook to go to scale, it was very much thinking about what technology, what individual technology will have the biggest impact uh, over the next you know, several decades. And, and AI stood out to me a lot. Still stand by that. AI is transforming every industry. Um, this time around, it was very much what problem is going to be the most top of mind for, for, uh, for people over the next few decades. And, and this time it was climate change. And you know, the, the work we're doing in, in starting with agriculture and helping people become more you know, sustainable in their practices is, is really important. I think that there are a lot of designers who feel that the options 
presented to them in large tech companies are are maybe not having the impact that they they might want and you know for those people the founding something or, or working in a space that's totally foreign to them is a really great way to challenge themselves um, for me it, it has been both <laughs> learning how to um, you know grow as a founder and, and using my design skills more as a executional uh, uh, tool instead of something I'm, I'm continuing to grow in and instead you know trying to learn more about um, how to run a successful company and and gain all the domain I need in the um, agriculture and, and climate tech issues. But yeah, I think um, you know as as designers grow, a lot of people might start their career by uh, following design podcasts and and watching like tutorial videos on YouTube. And over time, learning about new uh, adjacent or tangential industries. Uh, or or academic topics becomes a lot of the way that, that people grow, whether that's um, very, you know, one-to-one with design, like architecture or engineering have a m- bunch of like immediately applicable skills that you can, you can pull into your design work and use every day or something like, you know, uh, like agriculture or, or something totally separate, which is more about applying design skills that you already have to something new and challenging. So but that was some of the rationale behind my, my recent transition. And I, I think a lot of designers in their senior levels are thinking about what those like external stimuli are uh, outside of design. Yeah. Love that. If you were excited about the frameworks you, you heard from Jeff Mendogas, you'll, you'll get a lot that, them and a lot more in, in, in the fellowship. Maybe let's close with Mendogas. Why, do why don't we talk about why you're the right person to, to run the fellowship, particularly when you're, you're not a trained designer yourself. Why don't you give a, 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 a bit of your, your, your story there? Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm not. I'm, I am often at this point, you know, six years kind of in, in the in the community. Uh, I'm often mistaken for designer. I think uh, actually Andreas, our CTO, still thinks I'm a designer. Uh, I, I must correct him. But uh, design actually kind of changed changed my life in in a different way than you know, like other people maybe doing something different and then they discover design and become a designer. For me, is it was a little bit different. Uh, I discovered design, yeah, about six, six years ago. Um, I was working in recruitment, kind of hiring, you know, business analysts, software engineers, and I never really kind of, for whatever reason, connected with those uh, groups. But one day I was asked to help, you know, source a couple of designers. And I just remember, you know, even to like yesterday, opening up a CV, linked to a portfolio. I opened that up and, you know, I'm seeing like, brands and products that I know and use and then discovering like the the thought processes and how these things are, you know, put together. And that there's these whole teams working, designing, right. The experience that I use on a, on a daily basis. And it kind of, I don't know, just, uh, I I fell in love with that. And um, through, you know, just taking on the design desk then and through a couple of, at the time, uh, unfortunate incidents with, with the design community, uh, I actually turned that on its head into something positive, which helped me kind of plug into the community and become part of it. And, and yeah, it just kind of went from there. And I've just followed this, this path that, you know, if you asked me seven, eight years ago, it just, yeah, I wouldn't believe you that, you know, I'd, I'd be kind of building this thing right now. So, and also I'm incredibly grateful to the design community because when I started my own business, you know, through the relationships when that I built, everybody quickly rallied together to give me my first clients, to give me my first candidates. Uh, so that's always been kind of 
in the back of my mind as well, you know. So um, yeah, slightly different different story, but definitely changed changed my life for for the better. I, I think that um, you know if we're if we're talking about design leadership here, we're seeing I anticipate a trend of more design leaders coming from alternative backgrounds, be it a community leader um, like like you've been doing, or um, at Facebook we had a, a role called the design program manager or even like front-end leads or PMs or recruiters becoming amazing design leaders because of that, that difference between the design skills needed to support a team and empower a set of designers being very different from the skills needed to um, create interfaces and um, you know, work, work on product tactics. I think um, certainly to be able to coach someone there, like there's a, a bit of domain expertise needed that a, person from an alternative background would need to, to grow there. But um, I, I get really excited whenever I hear about someone in the design world who has this sort of either roundabout way of, of getting to it or, or a really unique skill set that they studied that's completely different from, from the uh, digital product design world that we're used to. I think that adds uh, some amazing diversity to the group. And I think we'll start seeing more leaders come from these, these different backgrounds who weren't product designers rising through the ranks. Ah, totally. Jeff, is there anything you didn't get to say that you wanted to make sure to, to get in or? Yeah, I, uh, really excited about the, the space we're in now. I think, um, maybe one, one thing to tie all of this together between design leadership and, and the day-to-day challenges of, of, of what we're thinking about in our work. Like w- we need more design leaders outside of the traditional roles. Like we're, we're seeing design managers take more leadership within companies, but, starting companies is, uh, is such a huge step that, that will, you know, help on this growth path that we've been talking about that designers go through, but also it's so important to these unique industries. I mean, we're working in agriculture now and there really aren't that many designers here. There are so many other industries that require pen and paper or, or, you know, legacy software or not even software uh, to run. And that's a place that, designers are not usually drawn because there isn't as much precedent for how designers engage there versus something like consumer or social. But, you know, looking around at all of the, you know, climate change adjacent industries um, and and ways that designers can can have an impact there by changing consumer behavior or or enterprise behavior is like such, such a huge opportunity to um, bring a unique perspective. So maybe that's my, my, pitch to everyone uh, uh, if you're advancing in a design career is think about where there aren't designers and how your unique perspective can be applied there and creating your own sort of growth and, and challenges from that to, to continue uh, uh, yeah, growing in, in, in your career. Really excited about that angle. Awesome. Yeah, I, I love that. And I hope that uh, the, the, the ODD or on deck design fellowship can be a, can be a, can be a space for that uh, among some of the other things we we've been talking about. Uh, that's a perfect place to, 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 to wrap uh, Jeff uh, Mendogas, thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having us. If you're an early stage entrepreneur, we'd love to hear from you. Check us out at villageglobal.vc.